Just a quick reminder, if you've been trying links that I've mentioned on any of these recent episodes of the show and they don't work, technology changes and some of the things we offer change. So what we've decided to do is put everything that's current over at photobizhelp.com forward slash links. And anything that isn't current probably won't work. So if you're having trouble with a link that doesn't work, that's probably why. Head on over to photobizhelp.com forward slash links. Or if you're following along at photobizhelp on Instagram, it's the link in the bio. I don't want to wake up at 3 a.m. and hike a 14er with all my gear on my back. Like, I don't want to advertise that because then someone's going to ask me to do it. And I don't want to do that, you know. So, like, that helped me let go of, like, running a race I don't want to win. This is the Photo Business Help Podcast, a resource for photographers of all levels from brand new to burnt out who believe that business growth starts with personal growth. I'm your host, Natalie Jennings. I created Jennings Photo back in 2010 and have been happily full-time since, but not without some mistakes along the way. Those lessons, plus what's really helped me thrive financially and personally, are what I want to share with you so you can grow with your photo business too. You'll also hear stories from other photographers and industry folks, as well as my favorite ways to be more mindful and happier on this journey. This is part two. If you missed part one, go back and check it out. My chat with Jenna has so many things that I wish I would have known back when I started wedding photography. So if you are new to the game or just getting started or hitting some roadblocks, this is an interview that you want to hear. But before we dive into the uninterrupted interview, here are a couple words from folks that support the show. So if you're like most photographers, you probably didn't go into business for paperwork. Does the chaos of invoices, emails, to-dos make you a little crazy? Well, that is where 17 Hats comes in. Their all-in-one, mobile-friendly platform organizes your entire business. 17 Hats handles things like time-sucking tasks, payment reminders, capturing leads, and scheduling your meetings. With 17 Hats, important emails go out automatically. Quotes, contracts, and invoices, click, click, paid. So it's a small wonder that thousands of photographers swear by 17 Hats. You'll free up so much time from day-stealing to-dos. It's like you've cloned yourself. You'll be able to focus on what you do best, which is obviously photography. Meanwhile, 17 Hats does exactly what you need done to manage your business, just as if you were doing it. So why not clone yourself with 17 Hats? Visit 17hats.com to learn more with the discount code PHOTOBIZHELP. That's 17hats.com with the discount code PHOTOBIZHELP. After over 10 years full-time as a lifestyle photographer, I've discovered eight things that every photographer should do to build and grow a strong photography business. If you would like to learn more about the eight things that have helped me build a solid photo biz, head to photobizhelp.com forward slash eight things. That's the number eight things to get your copy of the eight things that I've done over the last 10 years to build a successful lifestyle photography business. That's photobizhelp.com forward slash eight things. Well, for example, I recently had someone reach out to me and our budgets were pretty far apart as far as what they listed and what I charge. 
And, but I really, really liked him. So I, I got back to him and I was like, Hey, you know, maybe there's a way we could meet in the middle. And I wasn't offering to give him a discount. I was offering to like figure out what they actually need and see if there was a way I could put together a package that would meet that. Cause they weren't getting married on like a peak season Saturday. So I thought I could, you know, put together something for them that was lower for both of us. And she was like, you know what, your work is incredible and I respect you. And I think you deserve to get paid what you are asking. It's just our budget to this. So thank you so much for even offering, but we're going to let you book someone who's able to pay you. And I was, that almost never happens, but like so respectful and so sweet. And those people have come along too. Yeah. I've had that experience myself. And and again, that's a great example of being accommodating with service, not with price. It also falls into the price bracket, but it's not the only thing that you're shoogling around to kind of help someone out. So yeah. I appreciate you mentioning that. What do you think is something you wish you would have known going into weddings when you were kind of starting out? Is there is there kind of like a, I mean, I guess we've touched on a few of them, but if there's something outside of this pricing thing um, and service thing that that sticks in your head about like, gosh, I wish I would have done that back when I first started. Is there anything that comes to mind? It's kind of a different, everything we've talked about is kind of the biggest ones, vetting clients, charging what you're worth, figuring out what it costs you to run this business first and foremost. Mm -hmm. Those are the big ones. It's a little bit different. Now, when I started, it was like, you're going to join a company with a bunch of photographers and you're going to crank out weddings. Now the culture is so much more like, this is your passion we kind of like live in a little bit more hyperbole on social media where it's like, this was the best day ever. This is the cutest couple ever. This is the most beautiful bouquet I've ever seen. And we're just getting inundated with that. And I think that with that being the, the narrative, it's a little bit hard to keep track of what your own personal narrative is. So my advice to photographers today, which is very different than what it would have been a decade ago, a decade ago, it would have been much more pragmatic, but today it's just like, keep in check with yourself, keep in check with what kind of photography you actually want to be doing. Don't try to be someone else. Cause if you succeed at that, you're just going to be the highest you can attain. If you do that is to be a second rate version of that person. So keep in tune with what you want to do. Try not to look too much at other people's work because it's going to get into your subconscious and then you're going to create really referential work. Really think about your own messaging and like go to therapy and do self-care because it is a very emotionally intensive industry to be an and physically intensive, you know, like take care of your body, take care of your mind. Cause this is, this is a tough field to be in today. I'm just like a thousand percent in my <laughs> head when you said that, but I, you know, a huge cornerstone of all of the work I do as far as education goes is, is that is self-care is recognizing the toll it can take on your body, on your mind. I think bringing up, you know, that idea of like, looking at other people's stuff, but the, the whole hyperbole on social media, like hyperbole yeah. is the best thing ever. Like that's pretty much the world we live in. And I think grounding yourself in like what you really want to do a good example in my own career is kind of like five, six years in the, the sort of going to Iceland or climbing a mountain things started becoming really popular. It's yeah. beautiful. The people that do it well, gorgeous. Great. Do that. If you know, that's wonderful. But like, I was like, I don't want, I have no interest in doing that. Do I have to do that to like yeah, get clients, no. you know? And the answer is no, but it really took a lot of reflection, like, because you feel almost like you're being carried along on like a wave of like, oh, I guess that's what wedding photographers do now. And yeah. it's a powerful energy to be caught in, but it's also makes it even harder to ground yourself and be like, what do I want to do? 
Yeah. And I've done the Iceland thing twice and I love Iceland. So I've got that on my site. Like I want that client yeah, to hire yeah, me. Yeah. But if you put that on your site, you'd get hired to do that and you don't want to do it. So like show what you want to sell. Yeah. There's a photographer in Colorado that really does like really adventurous elopements and she books the hell out of it. And her work is incredible. And she has such a big name. And I remember being like, oh my gosh, how do I catch up to her? Do I, what do I do? How do I get this in my portfolio? And then I was like, shit, I don't want to wake up at 3 a.m. and hike a 14er with all my gear on my back. Like, I don't want to advertise that because then someone's going to ask me to do it. And I don't want to do that, you know? So like that helped me let go of like running a race. I don't want to win, you know? That's, it's so important. And like I said, like all of that work, I th- I think what pulls you in is that you it is beautiful. And so if it's not for you, it's recognizing like, am I just appreciating this because it's beautiful and I'm a photographer and I like it? Or am I like thinking that I have to do this because someone else is doing it? And that's a huge distinction. And for me, it was like a really big release and relief to be like, oh, no, I can just stick with the Minnesota lakes and cabins and stuff that I love to do. And it doesn't mean that it's any less you know, exciting, adventurous or whatever. But I'm glad that you brought that up. Yeah. And I think in the beginning of my career, I mean, for most of my career, I've defined success based on how many people were booking me. And that's been a major shift over the last four years. It's not, that's not my version of success anymore. It's how many of my ideal clients are booking me. Am I sustaining myself? Am I doing work that's inspiring to me? Am I working with under vendor, other vendors that are also doing their job and we're supporting each other? So really retooling your definition of success is, it's an ongoing project, but it's important from the outset too. Totally. For me, it's always been like, I didn't really enter a lot of contests or do a lot of like no. things like that. And that was never really, I have for my family photography, oddly had been recognized for stuff here in the Twin Cities. But for wedding photography, I, I kind of watched from like 2009, 10 onward, this whole like the rangefinder stuff and all this stuff. And it's cool. Yeah. But like, I just, it didn't feel like me. It just didn't interest me, which was weird. It was another one of those things where I was like, why don't I want to do this? And then it was like, you know what? It's okay that you don't want to do this. You don't have to do this. Isn't what all wedding photographers have to do to be successful, I guess, is the word that we're using. Certainly not. And like, there's a lot of pressure to be an influencer. And I know a lot of photographers that charge like $25,000 a wedding that have like not a lot of followers or engagement and posts next to never. So you don't have to. I mean, I also avoided submitting to be published or going for awards or um, networking and all that for a very, very long time. And then when I realized I wanted to switch to a more luxury market, I was like, oh, you know, I really should do that. Maybe the reason I wasn't doing it is because I didn't want to put myself out there because I was being insecure about my own work. So that took some self-reflection to get to. And it's, it's something I'm looking at more now. So yeah, you could also ask yourself, okay, why don't I want to do this? But you know, like to this day, I don't enjoy social media. And so it's like, I'm not going to put $5,000 into a social media push that's going to make me miserable, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And I I think what you said about just reevaluating awards and submitting to stuff, it all comes down for me, at least to like, are the actions that I'm taking in alignment with my goal? And so if your goal has changed, like you're like, okay, I love every market, then it's like, as you said, reevaluating, you know, reevaluating like what I'm doing, how I'm doing it, just really being in alignment with like what feels good to you. And do you feel like you're getting to where you want to go? And and for me, yeah. before I kind of exited the wedding industry, I felt really good about where I was at. And then, 
you know, had I kind of shifted my goal, like luxury market, for example, I would probably have reevaluated some of the things I, I did. So I think it's good to just yeah. remind folks, like, it's okay to not do stuff that maybe you think everyone's doing. And it's also okay to change your mind and do it down the road. Yeah. I've kind of went on like a spiritual journey in the last five years. And I realized like my overarching goal in life is to make my actions as much in line with my value, my words and action, it's as much in line with my values as possible. And if I look back retrospectively, you know, for a long time, I've been very insecure about myself and my actions and my words show that like negotiating on prices and not wanting to put my work out there. And now I feel differently. And so I've changed my actions and my words to, to promote where I am and where I want to be now. I love that. Do you have any tips or strategies for people? I guess strategy is a little much, but any advice for people that are trying to understand their own values? Therapy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Therapy. Yeah. That's, I mean, I think that what, you know, we can do a lot of yoga and self-reflection and there's certainly a place for that, but you're kind of working with your own framework in those situations. And sometimes you just need to talk to someone that isn't your friend and isn't invested and can just stand from an outside perspective and normalize your feelings and help you channel them better and into being more aligned with where you want to be. So yeah, therapy. <laughs> a thousand percent. I am a big fan of therapy as well. And I think that you just nailed all the reasons why it's helpful. Yep. What's one value that you have that you're thinking about when you're acting and trying to be in alignment with your actions? What's one that pops into your mind the most? I try to check in with myself if something is, whether a knot in my stomach is coming from instinct or if it's coming from fear. And I find that usually mm. it's coming from fear. And I'm like, oh, well, then what am I afraid of? Like, for example, I didn't do styled shoots for a really long time. And I told myself like, oh, it's just because I, I don't like them and that's not me. But I realized like, oh, no, I'm intimidated because I'm worried I'm going to do it and not do do well, or I'm going to let someone down or I'm not creative enough or, you know, so I realized that that little voice was coming from a place of fear and chose to get out of it. And now I love doing style shoots. Like it's so fun working with models. So just check in with your, your gut, you know? Yeah. And I think that the deeper sort of value there is just like, I would like to act from a place that isn't fear, you know, yes. like that, 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 like really recognizing what that is. That was more concise. You're right. Good job. <laughs> no, I was like, how can I put that into five words? You did it. It's good all job. good. It's all good. I Everything that you said, in the, I, we could chat forever because I think it's all super relevant. And I hope that it's hitting home for some early stage photographers because it really, these are huge roadblocks that I think I wish I would have, you know, thought more about back in the day. But yeah, what's one final piece of advice that you can give folks just starting out, particularly in the wedding industry right now? To not get too caught up in the rat race of social media unless you enjoy it. If you like making reels, make reels. If you like, you know, styling things and submit it, submitting it, do that. If you like, you know, really think about what you like and then devote all your energies towards that. Don't think about what someone else is and try to be them. I mean, if someone has like a, a business model that you admire or a style that you admire, you can get a mentorship, you can look at how they succeeded, but it it really is like, don't think you have to be everything to everyone. That's such good advice. 
I just just checking in with what you like to do. I've I've revamped Jennings photo myself and and brought it back to sort of square one again because I'm like I ultimately just like telling a story. I like being a fly yeah. on a wall and that's what I love to do. I don't Same. Yeah, I don't want to do these like portrait, you know, whatever. We that's a whole other podcast, but it really was evaluation and kind of like going inward and being like what really like lights me up and what do I not want to do? And for me also the social media thing, you know, I think checking in, you know, I'll do like sometimes a reel of like just photos I've taken, but I won't be the person pointing to words and stuff No, because it just feels odd to me. And I enjoy other people's reels, but yeah, don't feel like you have to do all the things. I think that's awesome advice. Yeah. And like I realized pretty early on in my career that I don't really like doing babies, maternity, family portraits. And so I just pulled that from my website completely. And guess what? It hasn't affected my business at all. <laughs> so show I just, what you want to sell. Yeah. Show what you want to sell. Yeah. That's such a big one. And it's there's that fear again, right? I can feel new photographers being like, but I need clients. You know, yeah. it's like, but you don't want to do those shoots. So show what you want to do. And you'll those people will find you if you do it well, you know? Yeah. I have friends that only do maternity and babies. Mm -hmm. And that client that isn't hiring me is going to go hire them, you know, and vice versa. And for me, I really have no interest in like very styled maternity or babies and buckets and all that kind of stuff. But I love <laughs> I love the journey and the story. So people know that if I'm going to come over with a newborn at the house, it's going to be like, keep like the toys scattered on the floor. I'm just yes. going to like watch you hang out with your baby, you know, and, yeah. and that's also something that you have to be able to communicate so that people are like, that's what I want. I just want to remember this time. I don't really care if, yeah. you know, so that's, that's a distinction. Cause I can remember early on, I mean, real early on, like trying those different things and being like, I cannot wrap up a baby cute and make it look good. Like this is not. <laughs> this is well, not. same. Like I, I'm the youngest in my family. I'm not used to being around like small children. I don't know how to wrap. Like, I don't even feel safe wrapping a baby. So yeah, I just was like, I need to not pretend I know how to do this. Exactly. Well, I think we can probably wrap up there, but I just want to keep going and I, I want to be respectful of your time. But where can people find you? Where are you in terms of internet land? Internet land. So I do have three different brands, one for my wedding, one for my photojournalism and one for my mentorship, but all of them can be found on Jenna hyphen Noel, N O E L L E hyphen creative.com. And then it'll just ask you which one of those you want to go to. Um, my biggest Instagram account is at Jenna Noel weddings. Very cool. And we'll link to those in the show notes when this episode comes out, but Thank you, Jenna. This was really, really a great conversation. And I, I think it's going to help a lot of people out. I appreciate you coming on the show. Awesome. Thank you, too. I enjoyed it. And that's a wrap. Parts one and two. I hope that you found this interview as valuable as I did. I want to go back and listen to it again, because there's things that I think we all need to be reminded of in business. And most importantly, checking in with yourself, getting to know why or why you aren't doing things. Are you afraid? Are you just not clear on where you're going? All of those things are so, so important. As a reminder, these are also things that we cover in The Greenhouse. The Greenhouse is back and better than ever. It is now an application process. This is for a couple of reasons. I want to make sure that I'm not wasting my time and I want to make sure that I'm not wasting your time or money. So folks that are a good fit for The Greenhouse are more than welcome to apply. Go to photobizhelp.com forward slash the greenhouse to check that out. This is a intensive mentorship. It's three months long. You get a lot of one-on-one -on -one time. 
a lot of resources. And my favorite part is that it's content that's designed to help you where you need it most. So you might have your pricing down, but you might need help with other things. And that's exactly what The Greenhouse will do. So photobizhelp.com forward slash The Greenhouse. One more quick reminder, if you're feeling overwhelmed right now, disorganized, check out 17 Hats. You'll be able to focus on what you do best, photography. Meanwhile, 17 Hats does exactly what you need done to manage your business, just as if you were doing it yourself. Go to photobizhelp.com forward slash 17 Hats to get 50% off your first year. Thank you for listening. Remember, in everything you want to achieve, consistency is key.